Hey guys, it's Sunil here. We're doing second episode for Rocket Pod, and today I have Isaac with me. Hi, Isaac. What's going on? Yeah. So Isaac is a LinkedIn expert, and he's the curator of a LinkedIn Jumpstart course, which I'll leave a link to in the description below. And uh, the course is like a 39 video series created to effectively teach business owners like you, and uh, like how to use LinkedIn, how to do market research on LinkedIn, create relationships-driven leads to keep your sales pipeline full. So he uh, uh, works alongside Jeff Sor. Uh, you might know him as Jeffalytics. He is a Google Analytics expert, and he will be our next guest on the podcast. And uh, Funny thing is, like uh, me and Isaac connected through Jeff. So yeah. So uh, so yeah, Isaac, tell me, like, what do you think about LinkedIn, like, as a platform? Like, do you think it uh, it's more of a lead generation platform, or do you think it's more of a brand building platform for businesses? So so that's a great question. I'd probably I'd almost pull back a little bit and say, okay, what kind of people? are mm-hmm. going to be active users on LinkedIn. Right. And then what are your goals? So okay, when you're talking about the active users on LinkedIn, almost everybody that actually spends time on LinkedIn, they're usually going to be a higher level in the org chart and decision makers or sales guys. It's, it's usually B2B. Like if you do market research for, uh, I'm a coffee barista. There's like no one is on LinkedIn where their full-time job is a coffee maker, right? This, there's a certain kind of person that's drawn to that platform. And there's a certain frame of mind that they have when they're logged in. And because of that, uh, there's, a, there's certain kinds of actions that re- can result in you as a B2B company making money. So if you take a look at the sales activity, mm-hmm. there's usually two different strategies or two different groups of people, there's definitely some overlap. Uh, One group does really heavy content marketing. Right. The other group does really heavy connection requests and messaging. Right. So you can definitely, there's, there's crossover. But what I tell people is I say, I say, Hey, can I tell you a secret? Yeah. Tell me a secret. I say, are you sure? Because there's been a lot of talk about inbound marketing the last 10 years. And are you sure you want to hear it? Yeah. Tell me. So uh-huh. the secret, the secret is this, that a B2B sale, it always starts with a P2P relationship. Right. And a P2P is person to person relationship. Right. Does that make sense? So a B2B sale, it always starts with who do you know? A person to person relationship. And because of that, usually the most, um, ROI effective, whether it's your money or your time Uh on LinkedIn is going to be lead generation with a focus on conversation and investing in relationship equity. Right. That's usually the best bang for your buck. So, and it's also, there's a, with the, the brand awareness and building your brand, there's almost a question of the chicken and the egg, because if you don't have a network, who's going to see your stuff? Right. Right. If you have 10 connections, and you share the most amazing piece of collateral in the history of the world. Right. No one sees it. No one cares. So it's almost like your chronological progression is build a niche audience or multiple niches, but keep track of who's who. And then once that, that network has been grown, 
you can start with your brand awareness and you can do still one of those two different categories. Sorry, I'm kind of on a soapbox. I'll, I'll let you talk in a second. Yeah. But you've got still those two different strategies. Should you take your, your content for brand awareness? Should you share it in the newsfeed? Or should you send it directly to the right people through messaging? Mm-hmm. Right? So, so definitely, uh, it's, it's great for both. Uh-huh. For, your, for your time, though, absolutely invest more of your time into the relationships and then the messaging right. and then think of like the brand awareness and building your brand awareness uh-huh. as a top of mind for the people that already know who you are. Right. Yeah. So that's about it. So I also believe like I have read this somewhere. I, I don't know like who quoted this, but uh, like it, it's always said like your network is your net worth. That's fair. Yeah. That's fan- that's exactly that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Actually, I read a I read in a book that um, I think it was IBM did a study. This is not even recent. This was a while ago, mm-hmm. where they they figured out that you could almost place a dollar value on a new hire based off of how many email contacts they had before being hired. Oh, because it's it's all who you know. So like, right. if you're going to even hire on a salesperson. They're bringing with them the asset of their network. Right, right. And that's also really important for you to know as a business owner, because if you're going to be doing LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. the employee shouldn't be your asset. Right. Right, because employees come and go. What if you invest tons of of energy into an employee, grow their huge network, and then they leave? Oh no! So you, it's like, yeah, your your network is your net worth, and it's your asset. Totally. Cool. Uh, what would you suggest uh, to people who who are listening? Like, how to, how can they grow their net worth? I mean, like, how can they grow a strong network on LinkedIn? That's a great question. So the, the this is like write this down because most people fail at LinkedIn before they ever start because they have an identity crisis. They, they don't know what their main value proposition is. They mm-hmm. don't know who their best clients are at a person level, right? You might be able to say, we work with SMBs who do this much revenue, blah, 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 blah. That's great. But tell me about the human beings that you need to talk to. Who do you need to talk to? And a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, I don't know. And they, they have this identity crisis and if they don't get over that identity crisis, they'll never be able to say, okay, who cares about what I do? Mm-hmm. That's, that's how you start growing a strong network is asking yourself the question, who cares about what I do? Or in other words, who views knowing me as a privilege, not a handout? Okay, that's really interesting. And I also think like uh, reaching out to people or maybe connecting to people on LinkedIn, uh, people usually hesitate to do that. But uh, from my experience, though, uh, it's not that really, it's not really that hard. Like I just reached out to you, I just reached out to Jeff, and like, see, we are talking now, right? So it's not. Yeah, and, and, but here I'll tell you the other side of the line so right. you send me the the invitation you want to know what goes through my mind uh-huh. like because this is a great case study right because this is 
this is like new. So yeah. I get this, I get this connection request from this guy. It's mm-hmm. you, right? It's you right here. And I think to myself, hmm, it's a it's a pretty custom message. Maybe it was automated. Mm-hmm. I look at your profile, I'm like, I see your banner and it says Senator, comma, we create ads. And I got <laughs> I laughed out loud. I thought that's hilarious. Yeah. And then I look at your profile a little bit more. I'm like, okay, we're we have like similar work experience. Oh, we both are connected with some people. And so I I look at your profile and I judge you before I ever talk to you. Right. But because because we have a lot of common ground, I accepted the invitation and I just shot you a message. And I'm like, what's tell me about, you know, this. So yeah. so but but it's all about about I care about people like you. Yeah. If I if I didn't and like if I owned a company that does like lawn care mm-hmm. and I'm here and you send me a message and you're in another country, I'm like, there's no way this person's ever going to bring me value. Goodbye. I would have pushed ignore. Right. But, but I value what you do and I want to know you. Yeah. And so you have to position yourself as really relevant to right. whoever it is that you're going to be doing the outreach on. Yeah, so I guess uh, like I also agree that just building P2P person-to-person relationship is not everything. You build the relationship and then you converse. Like you talk to them, you exchange messages, you exchange emails, whatever. That is really important. Like people stop at P2P like connecting and then they don't engage with the person they're connected to. And that's where most of the people fail on doing LinkedIn. This is what I exactly right. You're exactly right. And yeah. what happens is people, they, they don't realize that, that the money is in the messaging. Right. They don't realize that. And so they're like, well, I'll just say hi or how's the weather. And then it just never goes anywhere. And they never monetize that relationship. Right. And they, they, waste, they waste their network. Or, or here, this is a big one. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> the reason why like most even most people who are really good at linkedin if they are building an intentional network they still almost all the time they waste like 95% of their network because they never ask their connections where they're at in the sales cycle and then just to know where they're at like right. someone so they just focus on who's a lead now and then convert them to your sales funnel, and then they just move on from the from everybody else. There's only going to be like three or five percent of people that are currently looking for what you do. Ninety-five percent of them, if they're the right kind of connection, uh-huh. you give it enough time, they're going to be in the opportunity cycle and in the sales cycle, right? Yeah. But because people don't ask, they waste almost all their network. Yeah, I agree with that because I have uh, I have tapped around. To, uh, only up to 30 to 40 percent of my network but the thing is like uh, like 20 to 30 percent percent of my whole network like around 20 to 30 percent of 5,000 people that I'm connected to on LinkedIn so that's too huge that's still a very great number and I think like no one is really hundred percent connected to the people because they have work to do or maybe something else but mm-hmm. at least be connected to everyone who is in the same industry or who has same interest as yours 
right so something that's yeah. something similar right and you don't just connect to uh, sell someone right you connect to understand someone exactly uh, try to see if they are a good fit for uh, like good fit for you good fit for your relationship to build uh, build with that person and then maybe if possible maybe you can put in a note somewhere that hey like uh, i see you are facing some video problems and then you can start create uh, create videos with rocketium right so this, this is exactly. how maybe i can like for for example i can sell to people that i'm connected to on linkedin right so that brings me to my next question which is like uh, about sending people emails on uh, like sending people messages on linkedin so they have linkedin has some pretty great tools which is like sales navigator linkedin has uh, slide share which i think shut down uh, linkedin has uh, a lot of other tools like which you know of course better about so would you mind sharing some tools which are like great and which all businesses should use yeah so there i should probably there's a couple different categories here so number one is maybe the different types of accounts uh-huh. right because there's free and then there's multiple types right. of accounts and then there are features that are available within each type of account and then there's also a tool like maybe a third party tool that might come and go they might be paid they might be free there's browser add-ons extensions uh, statuses all that stuff so what i've kind of found is that like the third party tools they they come and go right they come and go and they're always kind of the same but they come and go but they all kind of do the same thing and usually what it's doing is it's it's emulating something that's available in sales navigator so that's an account type so let's talk about account types you've got free you got free then you've got premium also called business and then you've got the sales navigator mm-hmm. so free is free there are certain limitations like search count and uh, how advanced you can make the search you can upgrade to premium premium in us dollars if you pay month to month i think it's 6 uh, i think it's 60 uh-huh. and then you can upgrade to sales navigator which is 80 a month so what happens is as i say sorry guys premium sucks oh no like I hope I didn't hurt anybody's feelings but the the cost difference and this is intentional LinkedIn's a for-profit company right they they just want to make money so there's a big jump from free to premium but the benefits that you get are really minimal mm-hmm. and then the jump from premium to sales now is financially small right but the benefits are like way bigger and the benefits are are really related to the features that a lot of like tools and extensions uh use so like a couple of the things that a, that a a business or sales person that they're uh-huh. going to want to use is you got to do tagging right so it, if you don't have sales it's 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 natively built into sales navigator uh-huh. so that like tagging used to be on premium maybe even free but it's just so valuable i think that what happened is they were sitting in a meeting and they were like man tagging's awesome we should make people pay for that <laughs> yeah. so so you you can do like a an extension to tag people but then you're reliant on some other thing i would just say use sales navigator and do tagging because guess guess what mm-hmm. if you don't tag people you can never like remember where thousands of people are at in the sales cycle you can never remember who's actually not a lead exactly. you can never remember you can never remember uh you can never track your kpis how are you going to track how many people have accepted how many people are no reply or like your different segments uh-huh. how are you going to track that without tagging so t- i would i would say tagging is the most powerful underutilized 
tool or feature on LinkedIn, but you have to have sales nav to have it natively. That's, that's out there. Absolutely. Right. So uh, you told me about like reaching to people, right? So mm-hmm. and, you know, sales navigator is one way to reach to people because it allows you to message people even if you're not connected to. So how can uh, a company or how can uh, a, a, like a SaaS company specifically reach out to people who are not in the network, but uh, have massive uh, authority in that particular industry which they are in, uh, like to do an influencer marketing campaign on LinkedIn. So what are the things to keep in mind uh, and like when you're reaching out to people through Sales Navigator and then what's the right approach to do influencer marketing on LinkedIn? Oh, that was like a hundred questions. <laughs> <laughs> so here, we'll, we'll do a couple at a time. So the, the messaging, let's talk about that first. Yeah. So you have a couple ways that you can talk to people. If you have a free account, you have to rely on the process of sending a connection request. You always want to add a custom message. Don't do some cookie car- don't do cookie cutter script from 1990 garbage. <laughs> Make it really good. Yeah. Right. Make it really good. Make it really personal, and they you better be worth knowing. But for you to be able to message them, they have to push accept. Right. So the the thing there is sometimes people just assume incorrectly what you might want. Sometimes people just, they don't log into LinkedIn very often. They might have their email notifications turned off. So there could be a delay for a number of reasons. You might have done a great job. They might be excited to talk to you. Never even knew about it. So if you have a free account, that's kind of the process is you have to rely on sending the connection, them accepting, and then doing your your messaging. Right. The same process is used across the board on every type of account. That's just the Uh nature of starting a relationship. So you just the same process on free, premium, and sales nav. But then on premium and sales nav, you have in-mail, right? So that's kind of, I think, maybe what you were alluding to. If you're not connected messaging, that's called in-mail. So if you want to skip the connection request part, you Uh can use in-mail. But here's here's the tricky thing with in-mail, okay? (laughs) So the worst messages that I get... Uh-huh. are in-mails from people. <laughs> They're the worst. I, mean, I think people view it like, well, I'm paying for it. I might as well just be direct and it's an in-mail so I can just take my sales pitch and go, and just <laughs> vomit your sales pitch on an in-mail. And I'm like, I don't even know who you are. I don't even need that. You just wasted an in-mail. Right. And, and so the, but again, it's the same problem. People forget that it's a person-to-person relationship. So a good in-mail, it's kind of like in between a friendship quest, uh, a friendship pitch mm-hmm. and a sales pitch. Okay. And you better have a good reason to talk to them, whether it's like a referral. Like I'll use in-mail all the time if I'm talking to somebody in the company uh-huh. and they're like, oh, you know what? I don't do that. You should talk to John Doe. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much. So then I have to make a decision. Should yeah. I find John Doe? And send them a connection request, yeah. or should I just send them an email? Uh-huh. So, or if I have time, it's not time sensitive. Right. I'll send them a connection request, and if he doesn't answer that, I'll send him an in, like a, an email with similar content. So, so that's a really good way to message someone is if you have a, a referral because there's a reason and there's common ground, and and that's email. For, for so, do you want to pause there before we talk about? Like what? A, like maybe a strategy for a SaaS company? Uh, no, you can continue. Okay, cool. So if you are 
so we're kind of switching gears here, right? This is this is like practical application case study, right? So if we're so if we're talking about now, if you're a SaaS company, let me ask you a question. Let's so this is like for a free consultation. Uh-huh. Uh, who who's your best clients in this situation? Choose one industry and a job title and a location. I'd say for news and media agencies, and then the people work in the marketing department. Okay. And and you're selling them a subscription that gives them video? That allows them to create videos of their own. That allows them to create videos of their own. Awesome. So yeah, that sounds to me like if I was the operations manager of a of a marketing agency, I would love that, right? Yeah. Because it's like they're in the their pain point is, man, we don't have the skill or the time to have a video crew. Uh-huh. Like, uh, but I want to be able to do video. So, and that sounds really appealing to that group of people. Right, right. So, so, then, uh, so, 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 sorry to interrupt. So, these mm-hmm. videos are basically online, right? So, have you seen what videos the uh, BuzzFeed or World Economic Forum creates? I have not. I have not. Okay, so it's like the, these videos are for social media, basically. Perfect. Yeah. And the tool allows them to create uh, textual animations, transition effects, and like custom video templates. For example, if you are in e-commerce, then it allows you to turn your product images into a video, like text coming in, like the product pricing, some information about the product. So those kind of videos and the tool allows you to make. Dude, that's fantastic. So what I would say then is you need to, to, to choose that specific group. Let's just say for an example, you're going to talk to the uh, the oper- the director of operations for marketing smaller marketing agencies uh-huh. in the U.S. Okay, right? Maybe even you do like a metro like uh, Miami. Okay, uh-huh. so that's your kind of group of people that you want to to talk to. Okay, and then you make your profile. That's step one is to choose that group. Step two, you make your profile matter to that group of people. Uh-huh. Like so, when they see even if you're out of country, they're like, I need to know this guy, right? So whatever that's going to be. And it's, and there's not even like a cookie cutter answer for that because the world is like so wild and weird and situations are always so different, but you got to figure out what matters to right. that person in that specific job title in that town in their industry. So if I'm a, if I'm the director of operations at a marketing agency, my day to day is like, man, I'm so busy. They want me to do way too much stuff. Uh-huh. They want all this amazing stuff. And I just wish that I could have a resource to crank out media with minimal amount of time. Uh-huh. So if I see that, I'm like, I want to talk to this guy. Okay. So then you, you have to map out what the conversation looks like. Because if you're, if you're a SaaS company, and you're talking to the same people a thousand times, you realize that end up saying the same things right so you want to it's going to evolve and change and you're going to have version one two three four but map out what you want the, the conversation the direction you want it to go and you need to have a, a reply to every objection okay. so you send so you send the connection request and it needs to be because if you if you don't know them it shouldn't be a sales pitch right. it should be a friendship pitch right and then if they accept, then you send them a first message and it, sh- it still shouldn't be a sales pitch because sh- you don't know if they need anything right now. Okay. You have to ask them a question 
about uh-huh. and get them to reply and they'll tell you uh-huh. if they're a good lead or not and they'll tell you uh-huh. if they're interested or not and right. you just got to take the time to ask and if they're not at the end of the sales cycle big deal they will be eventually mm-hmm. and you can give them like meaningful uh material in the meantime to stay top of mind as they go through your sales cycle right totally interesting so uh, i like how you reach out to people and and not trying to sell them in the first message itself like uh, try to create a friendship first and then yeah. maybe they'll the, the response that you'll get from these people so they'll tell you that if they are connect, if they are interested in your product or if they are interested in even talking to you or not so that that thing is an indicator for your next step and then it goes on and on until you sell them or you don't sell them and even if you don't sell them i'm pretty sure that you have built a good relationship with someone exactly like i don't if someone's a good potential lead i don't care where yeah. they are in the sales cycle it's a numbers game yeah so i don't want to waste that relationship just because next year they'll give me money <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> i'll 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 keep them i'll keep them in my my you know list of people to talk to right. so, but most people they just do a sales pitch and then they lose the they burn the bridge okay. and when they burn the bridge it forces you to just churn and burn through connections instead of investing in relationship equity that results in high conversions yeah that's really interesting so uh, how does uh, i want to know like linkedin is a great platform for b2b lead generation and so is facebook instagram and maybe snapchat so how does uh, like linkedin compare with all all these other platforms so like if you take linkedin on the on one side and all the other platforms on the other what's the few things that linkedin has and these platforms don't So I'd say that there's a reason why each one of those companies yeah. LinkedIn, Facebook, all the Twitter, they all are still running. Right. And the reason why they're all still running is because businesses get some kind of ROI uh-huh. depending on if they're a good fit for that domain. Okay. So so if you're on uh Twitter and you're a big company you might be able to get a good ROI from Twitter you might be able to get a good ROI from LinkedIn but your strategy might be different okay it's it's really just a matter of what are your goals uh-huh. and how big is your company and what's your strategy going to be so so LinkedIn is just different because it's relational right right that's that's a big difference is it's relational and you can pay to play and promote um you can promote jobs you can promote content posts and stuff but really long term linkedin makes money off of paid memberships and right. the reason why people pay for memberships is to start relationships right. so there's no other platform that is structured with the intention of a of business to business networking and conversations all the other ones are mostly news and content just dumped in there and tried to like curate it to people that care about that topic you don't go on facebook find the ceo of amazon and send him a message right he's like you can't do that right. <laughs> he's like don't talk don't do that yeah <laughs> but if you're on linkedin it's just a totally different agenda right and so 
that's why it's almost like you can't even compare them because the the user experience and the intentional like the 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 uh, the intended actions are so wildly different. I think they'll all keep going for a while because they all serve different needs. Right. So uh, connections and sending messages like uh, LinkedIn tools. So these are one part of LinkedIn. And the other main part is uh, like LinkedIn also has a lot of content. Now LinkedIn LinkedIn started with videos. So LinkedIn can also compete with uh, Facebook, Instagram and other platforms which drive on content. So I want to know like what kind of content works on LinkedIn. Like I, I see three, I see three main types of content as videos, images, and text. Uh, so which, in your opinion, works better, like in LinkedIn's case? Yes. So I'll add a fourth category. I'll tell you a story, and I'll uh-huh. answer that. Okay? okay. So the fourth category uh-huh. is you, know, you can publish an article on LinkedIn Pulse, right? And then are you familiar with that? So you can go like. Go to newsfeed, push new. You can do like something in the newsfeed, or you can like write up a whole article. It's uh-huh. kind of bare bones about how good you can make it, but it's there. And then the article gets indexed by search engines, and it gets put on your uh, profile as like your your recent articles. So that would be, I'd say, the fourth category. It's it gets it's a little bit more sticky because if you throw something in the newsfeed, it just kind of like eventually gets buried. Right. Yeah. And your articles are kind of more evergreen but this is what happened to me so i have this article that gets it's on my website it's got a ton of traffic from search from organic search it's a question about like what does a homepage found you by a homepage mean on linkedin uh-huh. and i'm like noticing one day that my traffic drops and i'm like what just happened and what i did is i had made a pulse article with similar content uh-huh. And even though my website one was indexed first, yeah. Google said, you know what? LinkedIn.com is just a little bit more powerful of a website. Right. We'll show that article instead. And then I lost all this traffic to my website. And there's no connection between the Pulse article and my call to actions that I want to happen. So I like lost a ton of opportunities, right? Right. So the, the, big, the big picture here point before I answer about content uh, performance is you need to like keep in mind right. the whole user journey, right? Right, and that should drive whatever media you use. Okay, and so what I found doing some split tests, and here's the thing too: what I'm about to say could change tomorrow. Uh-huh. Like an an algorithm, it could change tomorrow. So there are things that are evergreen that are always relevant. And there are things where it's like, how can we game the system now? So, so right now, if you don't, I don't know why exactly this is, but if you don't have any uh, image or video, uh-huh. your newsfeed posts get more views. They just, yeah. they just do. I've seen that. Yeah. So you would think that LinkedIn would go, well, obviously video and images are cooler. We should show those more often. Right. But I think that what they're wanting to promote is conversation and relationships, not uh-huh. a big like content dump. Okay. You know? Yeah. And so I think that's kind of their strategy, but again, it could change tomorrow. So typically just text performs better. Right. But it's not about just impressions, right? Uh-huh. It's all about engagement. Right. So I personally, text might get more impressions 
but I don't care about what media it is. I care that my network mm -hmm. really loves what I shared. Right. And then because I care about engagement, but I don't just care about a like or uh -huh. a comment. I don't care very much about that. Right. I care about that turning into money in my personal bank account. Right. So, <laughs> and usually, usually there's not a bridge between the content, whatever the performance might be, and dirt like a direct B2B sale, uh -huh. right? Because right. if it's a B2B sale, you might work for a big company, they might see your content, and they might just go to the main corporate page. Right. But, but if it's a B2B sale, you almost want to like direct them along the path of engaging with your content, whatever media it is, mm -hmm. but then like calling you personally. So right. I have a bunch of connections and I see stuff in the newsfeed and I don't care about most of it. Like if I don't know someone, I don't care. Right. But if I know someone because they've talked to me in messaging and I see their stuff, I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. And so, so I, if I care about the person and the, the media, mm -hmm. it matters to me, then I'll engage. But the engagement needs to be unto you talking to me so I can close the deal. Right. Totally. This is now we're recording part one. So I'll just share uh, with you another link for part two.